if you don't have anything to do work-wise as an attorney, this is a really good time for you to get really caught up on your marketing. This is an opportunity. there it depends upon like how much money you have you know obviously we would recommend hey if you've got a couple of hundred dollars a month to spend go buy a paid link or a listing at lawyers.com or fine law stay away from avo sorry avo um or just dia uh so avo you got de-indexed you guys got to figure that out um don't know what happened there but i didn't know that yeah yeah i i um i have a blog on it which i'll send you after we're done uh i mean tanked tanked really um, yeah, it, amazing. Uh, well, you know, obviously, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't seen them in forever, but wow, didn't never thought about that. Totally off the charts. I haven't looked in the last six weeks to see if they've rebounded, but they almost were completely de-indexed in every major market on every major search. And if they wow. weren't de-indexed, they were like, you used to be number one through five in search, competing for the same space as like a Super Lawyers or a Lawyers.com or what have you, or just you. And it was like a crisscross about a year ago. Justia here, or yeah, Wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the way down, Justia, way up. I, really? Something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, it was really shocking. And so, like, as an example, we were running a pretty apples to apples comparison between Justia and Avo um, marketing campaign wise. A couple thousand bucks in the month, nothing totally radical. And the conversions from Avo were like 10% of what Justia was starting to, to prove out. And, you know, then you start looking at traffic and SEO position. Then you get their sales reps on the phone. And you're like, and because they want to renew your contracts. And they're like, and, and you tell me like, this is a tough conversation I have. This isn't personal, but how come you guys were literally de-indexed? And, and she goes, I know, I can't talk about it, but you're wow. right. I don't like, but your rates are the same. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. No, it's all good. So I want to, I'm going to back up. So yeah, I'm going to okay. do, I'm going to do like a, like a big intro for anybody that I have no idea how I'm going to cut this video yet. So for anybody that watched all of that, it's Steven and I are very passionate about what we do. We got talking before I actually officially started this thing. So, Hey everyone, welcome back to the answer in legals, everything except the law podcast. I am your host as always, Nick worker. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the podcast where we share expert advice on all parts of running a law firm that attorneys weren't exactly trained for back in law school. This is our third episode for it. We're joined by our good friend, Steven long, who I mentioned before. He's a longtime marketing consultant and the co-founder of precision legal marketing. Steven, thank you for joining us. Um, it's, it's not like I'm, I have to, like start from scratch here no um, thank, yeah. thank you for having me I, listen i gotta apologize to anybody watching this covid ate all my dress clothes like it just it's gone through one. and so i'm wearing this carolina hurricanes t-shirt because we're located right by the border north carolina virginia and tonight is game one of the stanley cup uh uh the stanley cup playoffs round one which is a rematch of last year's easter conference finals versus boston so I am, I'm loving having this conversation, but as it presently counts about four and a half hours away from the puck drop. So that's my life. Anyway. I knew that I would be in, in some way, shape or form talking to you about hockey. And I am glad that I am prepared, but like, obviously you want to like research people that you have on the podcast. And I know a little bit about you and it's funny. Cause I'm looking at your bio on your website and I'm reading all about you guys and everything you do. And I'm talking to Joe yesterday and Joe is, I always talk about Joe. Joe's like, my right hand. If I had, if I, if this was a person that this would be Joe, um, he's amazing, but he's like, you know, Steven's going to want to talk about hockey. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that you're a Carolina fan. Um, 
So, I, Joe. I, not originally. Not originally. I grew up in Los Angeles, and so I'm a diehard original LA Kings fan. But but what are you going to do? I live here, so I got to cheer for him. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, like, you've probably been there a long time, so I feel like after a while you kind of get assimilated. So I, I can't imagine. Well, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why I'm a bandwagon fan is I was – I was in I was into hockey when I was a kid, and then like, you know, I got older. I, I stopped watching hockey. So a couple of years ago, I got invited in my office to do a, a fantasy hockey uh, league with everybody from the office, and they're all like, "Oh, you got to watch hockey, Nick. You got to watch hockey." And I'm like, oh, "I'm not gonna watch hockey. Like, I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna read like a bunch of the stats and everything, and I'm figured out. I'm gonna kick all your asses, right?" And, <laughs> And they're like, oh, no, this is the perfect year to be a hockey fan because we just got a brand new team. Like, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, you should be a Vegas Golden Knights fan. They're going to suck. It's going to be like a decade before they're any good. But you should be – I'm like, great, sure. I'm going to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan. They bought me a hat for Christmas. What do you know? They went to the Stanley Cup, right? My team's great. I love it. They're a brand new team. I mean, mean, it it was an amazing run, but it was a – speaks volumes to the character of a team and what you want to accomplish when you're all when a bunch of people are moving in the same direction together i mean not to get cheesy but i mean that's that's what that was about and um i mean on they're my pick to be in the finals this year on the west they're killing it right now yeah so we'll see what happens we'll see there's a lot of good teams in there right now but it's so uh, it's weird <laughs> this is not a hockey podcast so i can't uh, i'm not sorry yet, but, but, <laughs> uh so for everybody that doesn't know you specifically, which I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't have heard of you by now. I'm just sorry. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your background um, and your experience working with law firms? And, and uh, I mean, I think this is really interesting. So like why you founded Precision Legal Marketing. I mean, I founded this marketing agency because I was tired, sick and tired of seeing it done the wrong way. And I guess maybe that's a little bit cliche, but having worked for um, one of the nation's largest law firm marketing companies, if you will, MartindaleHovellLawyers.com, um, I, I saw things done the wrong way even there. And, um, and so it, it was important for me to make sure we did things right from day one. So we, we spent years building technology and tools and learning and listening and um, and, and we are a full service marketing agency serving a law firm, the law firm uh, uh, sector nationwide from coast to coast. And we're super proud of what we're doing and how we're doing it. You guys do a great job. And uh, we have uh, the Let's Talk Legal Marketing Group. I, I just remember when we first started out. And I, I actually have to, I, I owe you a thank you, actually, is, uh, you know, we just, a lot of like what my team does is we try to just kind of, uh, and I, I always say this, I want to deliver the right message to the right person at the right time, right? So if I get a legal marketing group where a bunch of lawyers want to talk about legal marketing and stuff, you know, that's the right person. And, and, and eventually, if I, if I inculcate a relationship with them, I can, sort of, I can sort of cultivate them as a customer, but not in, not in like a creepy, like, oh, well, that's my end goal. But like in a way that uh, when they actually need me, I'm there. I'm part of their community, you know? That's yeah. where I want to hang out. And, and that's where I do business. So I owe you and your team a, a debt of gratitude because you guys contribute so much to this group and you provide so much value to everybody that, uh, I'm sorry. We, we, we try to. Oh yeah. I mean, I keep waiting for you to show up in our group, but I'm, <laughs> I'm Invite kidding. me. I'm kidding. I think you're there, but anyway, no, yeah, 
you know, so your group, actually both of our groups are two of the largest law firm marketing Facebook groups on Facebook now. And both of them started from nothing a couple, just a couple of years ago. Right. And yep. engaging people. And, and I mean, you guys have done a phenomenal job growing that group. You're way more active in your own group than we are in ours, although we're starting to fix that. Um, but you know, ours is named legal marketing straight talk, because I think that really speaks volumes about who we are. We just give, we straight talk every, everything, everybody all the time, because people need the truth. And any content that I've ever committed to your group, I've tried to keep within that same vein of, you know, don't sugarcoat stuff. And people are just chasing answers. That's why they come to the group. Cause if, if they have questions, you need to, you know, I don't know. I call it, I call it a uh, legal marketing crowdsourcing. Like if you want some advice and, and you, you go to the group, like there's a lot of people there who, and obviously only a few people are going to have expertise in this one specific question you're asking, but people will come in and be like, does anybody have experience doing this and this in this area? And I'm like, somebody's going to know it. And they're half an hour later, somebody's commenting, Hey, I can help you with this. This I've done this. I, I know somebody who can do this. Let me, you know, I PM you. And uh, you know, it's, it's even better when people post the public response, right? Is because if that's something you're like, Oh wow, I never thought to do that. That's a cool idea. And somebody posts a response. This is how I did it. This is how you should do it. This is the person you should contact in order to get this done and facilitate it for you. I mean, that helps more than just one person. I think I, I always think it's really cool and I learn a lot from it. So I definitely enjoy it. I actually, I want to ask you because we were just talking about this and, and you say this is such an important part. And I, I know that I've seen you guys talk about this and uh, you know, it's obviously, it's obviously much more important for, for lawyers is, is local SEO, right? Like, you're not gonna, there's not a lot of people or there's not a lot of law firms out there, especially like small guys that can really handle like a full country of, of clients. You know, like they're only looking to, most of the time, I'm speaking most of the time, they're looking to serve their local vicinity population, whatever you wanna call it. Um, so I do wanna talk about local SEO with you and, and, and your sort of, your outlook on it, your, your strategy and what you would tell people or, or how you would advise somebody to get started with local SEO. Say they just put the sign on the door, like you said, nailed it to the door, attorney at law, I'm ready to go. What, what's, what's your advice to them? Well, so um, that's a terrific question. And, and here's, here's, here's what my advice is. Figure out what your name is legally. So it could be John Smith, comma, P dot C dot. And make sure that that name and that exact address, including the suite number, spelled S-T-E or S-U-I-T-E, whatever your preference is. Um, are you going to use the hyphenated zip code or not? Again, whatever your preference is. Take I didn't that, know where you were going with this at first, and now I saw where you're going. Take that NAP, that NAP data, name, address, and phone number, and start, go to Google, open a Gmail account right now, and go to Google My Business and set that up with that data that you already you scripted out um, and predetermined put that into there and get that approved using various methods which change daily from Google <laughs> and uh, um, and you're off and running and then from there um, make sure that anywhere you could build a business listing or an address uh, I'll, I'll tell you where you should start um, you should go you should stay away from yext sorry if that hurts you and I'll tell you why in a second. And you should go to a place called brightlocal.com. We build citations at brightlocal.com all day. Go to brightlocal.com. You can, you can uh, spend a few bucks building some citations there. You can build them for free. It'll give you 
It'll tell you what the top 30, 40, 50 citations you should be building, um, what, what they are. And if you want to read some blog content about local SEO, great source is Bright Local. Um, now, the reason why you should not sign up for Yext is because if you decide you don't want to pay Yext fees, Yext's fees, um, they will pull any listings and citations down off the internet that you built, even if you built. So if you built them through their platform, they're gone. So go to, go to Google My Business, go to Bright Local, build 25 to 50 local citations, and then put up a web page. That those are the two things that you need to do right out of the gate. I'm sure that people who watch this podcast think that I'm such like a pandering, just little weasel because I agree with everything that people that come on this podcast say, but you just got a huge round of applause. Proverbially, proverbially, proverbially. Can we mix that in like some canned applause? I will. Yeah. Woo. Um, I hope that we have that sort of track back there. Otherwise that's really awkward. Um, <laughs> but when, okay. So I, I started the marketing department with my boss six years ago. And uh, what we were originally going to do is we were going to do like what you do. We were going to provide SEO, local SEO, and, and sort of all those marketing services for our customers. Um, obviously we got very far away from that. We don't, we don't want to get involved in that um, for, you know, business reasons. Um, but we were a Yext partner when we first started out. So was I. I'm sure. And so, you know, how this goes is, you know, that relationship failed. And when I really was learning about like the, the importance of local SEO and everything that you're saying is spot on. Um, I found that when I was creating my own listings, a lot of the listings that you look for are actually owned by Yext. So not only do they pull down the other ones, but you have to be careful when you're creating those listings to make sure that they're not owned by like some sort of shady, you know, underbelly of, of, of like a site, what I would call like a private citation network. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's actually a really good description of what it is. Google I mean, frowns upon PBNs, a private backlink network. For those who don't know what that is, that's when you farm backlinks and you do it illegally in a way that Google frowns upon. And, and they're sort of, listen, they're going to catch up on this eventually, but, but uh, I use uh, whitespark.ca. They were just recommended to me. I have connections there. So that's, but bright local is great. And um, I, I just, I can't understate the importance of, of what Steven is saying is you have to pick your business name and the business name and all the information that you put into that Google My Business account has to match everywhere. That's, everywhere. that's it, it has to match everywhere and the number of citations is important like you were saying. But on your website, that your business name has to be the same. Your phone number, the same. If you use dashes, if you put the one for the, for the country code, if you put the parentheses around the six, around the, the area code, it's all super important. The comma, if you put sweet number with the pound sign for number, it has to match perfectly. Well, and, and there's a reason for that. So we're in law firm marketing, one of the um, most prolific, prolifically spammed verticals on the internet is law firms. Um, I can take a, a and, and so Google looks for those for those discrepancies in your listings because it's a lot of times it's looking for spam. So, um, you know, you ever look, go Google something right now, go Google a law firm, a big law firm in your market and look and see if you can find addresses or um, names of the same law firm without addresses on Google. That's, that's those spam listings. And so that's why you want to make sure, one of the reasons why you want to make sure everything is 
lined up. Um, the other is you just, you want to be accurate. I mean, it's just like, it's a, think of it like accounting, right? You wouldn't file your taxes with, you know, some weird number that doesn't, isn't actually reflective of your income or your expenses. So it's the same thing. So. Or you would, but that's. I, I would either. I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I kind of want to shift gears because obviously the, the time that we're in, there's a lot of small law firms and big law firms that are, that are struggling right now due to the pandemic, due to their significant loss in, in call volume. Um, and I'm sure that you deal with this on a day-to-day basis is, you know, Steven, how do I get the phone calls? Blah, blah, blah. blah. So what sort of advice would you give a law firm that's seen a significant drop in phone calls since the pandemic began? Yeah, uh, not necessarily an easy answer. Um, and, and you may be able to back this up, but personal. So it, first off, let's start off with practice areas. It's practice area dependent. If you're wondering what's trending, what's up right now, obviously is family law. Anything custody related, anything divorce related, absolutely through the roof. Um, Estate planning, same thing. Bankruptcies, you would think, are absolutely not trending well right now. Um, but personal injury is a, a complete mystery at the moment. And if, and if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. But in with, with what we've seen on our end with our clients, it's not that they're dead, but it just hasn't returned to any sort of normalcy despite people driving around crashing into each other. And I don't know about you, but people are driving worse than they ever did before. Um, there's some, uh, some questions about our insurance companies willing to settle right now, knowing that you could threaten litigation all day long, but good luck at the court date in the next three years. So, so there's all kinds of things surrounding personal injury. And I think the important thing to do there is play the long game. Um, don't freak out if you're a solo or two or three person firm and you know, you're used to dealing with maybe 300 open files or 400 open files and you're down into the 200s and starting to freak out a little bit. Don't stay the course, play the long game. If you've got extra time, write content, write blogs, work with a ghostwriter to write them for you. Call me if you want, and I'll, I'll give you some referrals, or you can hire us to write them for you, whatever. But, um, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not pandering here, but, but that's really the direction you need to go is don't freak out. If you're in family law right now and you're not busy, that's when you need to call somebody like one of us. And I couldn't agree more with that. That's a, that's a statement and a half. I'm sorry, but if you're in family law and you're not absolutely overwhelmed with business, then we need to talk because we can fix that. Um, but just in this time, because we're not out of COVID. You know, it's funny, I did this podcast a couple weeks ago and before we, a couple months ago, and um, before we started talking, we agreed we weren't going to discuss coronavirus because at the time, everything was trending back down and we're like, well, we want to have like some shelf life for this discussion. And now like that's just out the window. Like it, we've pretty much figured out we're living with this for a while. And so play the long game. The, the biggest piece of advice, there's two pieces of advice I give anybody in any practice area. Call your clients, every single solitary one of them, over communicate with them. Use this period of time to train your staff how to over communicate. Cause guess what? Most of them probably aren't super good at it and that's okay. They can be, they can be taught. Um, get your paralegals to make phone calls for you if you're not comfortable with it. Um, we know you're a lawyer for a reason. You don't want to be on the phone with clients. I get it. But you, you as a firm, as a business owner, need to communicate with every single client that you have on a very regular basis. Make sure that you're willing to answer questions. You know what? Do the nice thing and, you know, mention on a call with them you're not going to bill a quarter hour, even though you went over your meeting, you know, whatever. You know, you know take care of people. 
that's number one. The second thing, uh, which is near and dear to my heart, is write content. Write good, high-quality content for your website. Write good, quality content for your website. Just And you can call me and ask me what, what you should write. Write what you want to write about. Just write something high-quality and unique and, and in your own voice. And if you're, not a, if, you're, if you're in a firm that maybe is, is, is a little larger than yourself, and you've got two or three or four folks there, chances are somebody likes to write. Put them to work. If they're on your payroll, put them to work. Hold them accountable. Am I getting too intense? No, you're not intense at all. I just I feel like my neck is gonna fall off because I'm just nodding with you because you're just check, speaking the truth. I check just, this out. So so March 15th, New York City lockdown. I've got a New York City firm absolutely freaks out on me. Big divorce firm, one of the biggest in the city, midtown Manhattan, you know, five-figure rent, like the whole, the real deal, right? Um, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 attorneys, eight, I think nine attorneys at the time. They, they freak out, shut everybody down, send everybody home. And, um, and if you're listening, guys, I'm sorry, I'm telling you a story. So they call me like couple, like the Monday. So Friday, they're like, yeah, we're, everybody's, you know, we're done. They call me up on Monday and say, what the hell should we do? And I go, well, how many attorneys do you have? And again, this is early on. We're trying to figure out what to do, right? Well, I got eight. And you kept them on the payroll, right? They're all still working for you? Yes. Uh, but we can't afford to do that for long. We've got nothing going like, it's New York, right? I go, tell them each to write two blogs a day for the next week. Two blogs a day for the next week. Set up a conference call for the morning. We'll talk about what to write. Within like three or four days, we posted 23 or four blogs of a thousand words or greater. And I am not even kidding you. If I shared my screen right now, I can show you. We doubled their website traffic, doubled. It was all COVID related, divorce and family law matters, child custody matters. Ended up going down all kinds of rabbit holes we'd never been down before. What about that? It was great. We were having weekly conference calls, just talking to a law firm with eight attorneys on the phone about writing blogs. Like, I was going to fall over, man. I was like, this is crazy. But it works. We doubled the traffic. So the next question you're going to ask is, well, yeah, well, did it stay that way? Scarily, yes. And they're now obviously back in the office, open and running, and absolutely crazy busy hiring people. And yeah, so, um, and that's not the only content story. I mean, there's, there's certainly that was super successful. Uh, and it was in a, a major geographic area, but it doesn't matter. You could be sitting in, I mean, I, I've got a client in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Do you know where that is? No, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> it's on the other side of the water from, from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, I was, I believe it or not, was just in Omaha like six months ago. Great town, right? Been through, great town. Council Bluffs, we started writing, they started writing, not we, they started writing content uh, very early on as well and had similar success with that. So anybody, anywhere can do it. It's you're feeding, Google is an animal that likes to eat. And as much as we were talking before the podcast really kicked off about, you know, John Mueller, who's a Google and Gary is a Google, Barry, and all those guys at Google that release limited and strange information about what you need to do to become to be successful at SEO. The one thing that they all agree on is content. Content is still king, and it has to be unique. So write something. I, it's so funny. Like everything that I know about SEO can be boiled down into like specific updates, and we're talking about this before. There is an update. You have to follow the update. You have to change things according to what they just decided is now the new 
you know, standard of the one thing that everybody's been messing up on. Like, like I'll talk about page speed, right? Like two years ago, it was page speed. And if your page speed was below like three seconds, you got slammed. If you got it past three seconds, you waited a month, you were good, right? And uh, I just feel like every single time that there is an update that comes out, they say, we changed this, we changed this, we changed this. But as always, you know, our broad advice to all SEOs and everybody who wants to do search marketing is create a better experience for your customers. And how do you create a better experience for like what's on your computer screen that people really, it's content, it's just words. All you need is like you're saying, high quality thousand word count blog posts of interesting stuff, right? Qu high quality stuff that people want to read about something that you're passionate about. Like, I'm not going to read something from somebody who's not passionate about a subject because what are they, what are they offering me? They're offering me nothing. They're offering me no valuable insight, no motivation, no, no keen understanding of anything that they're putting out there. Right. So I just, I find it funny because I was talking to, um, you know, the, the other members of the group, right. The two previous podcasts I had done, I'm talking to Michelle Calcote King and I was talking to Robert Grueler. And uh, Gruler, Robert Gruller is from the Gruller Method. Michelle Calco King is, is from Reputation Inc. Shout out, shout out both of you. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, and Michelle and I are talking about like, this was, this was, what did we do this? Two months ago. And this is when like COVID was still, where everybody was like, I don't know, man. Like this thing is going to go on for a long time. And we're talking about what should people be doing right now? And she's like, well, it's quiet. If you don't have anything to do work-wise as an attorney, this is a really good time for you to get really caught up on your marketing. This is an opportunity and it sounds corny, right? Like you can, and here's what you're saying, right? You call the person on the phone, tell them you're not going to book for that extra quarter hour. And Hey, by the way, could you write me a review? It would really help during these crazy times. Oh, sure, man. You did a great job for me and you're not going to bill me a quarter of an hour. I'm going to go write you a great review. I'm going to write you a testimonial and you can do a case study on it. Um, like, the, the, the coronavirus hit me. I had no, I had nothing, right? No lawyers wanted an answering service while clients aren't going aren't to call. <laughs> I promise you it happened for like two months and I'm worried. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, my website, I, I, you know, I make a living on, on being able to, to drive leads from the website to this. Uh, what am I going to do? And, and what, did, what, what did we do is we hunkered down. We created a lot of content. We started doing this podcast to help lawyers get through this time. And what do you know? My traffic, like you said, it's not double, but I'm up 35%. Yeah. I'm up 35% coming out of like the worst two to three months I have ever seen. So if anybody still is like, I don't have nothing to do. I don't have no clients. Not only should you follow this advice and, 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 and focus on, on sort of like your vertical and, and, and implementing these strategies, but like, this, this is the time. You're not busy. You're not busy. If you're going to stay open, you're going to survive. You have, a, you have a lot of time right now to get really, really caught up. Call your mark. I mean, and, and uh, so we got absolutely decimated calls, call white, incoming calls from, from current clients who, you know, we talked to, but we haven't like really had a deep conversation in maybe a year or two, right? Um, and it was really, I mean, I will say it's a blessing that we got really close to, to a lot of our clients over this period of time, just got to know them better as people because we spent time with them talking about ideas because they were all freaked out, especially before PPP was available, like that month and a half or whatever window when nobody knew who, how anybody was going to pay anything. Everybody was freaked out. And, you know, 
good solid calm advice was kind of hard to come by and we tried to 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 be that right but i would say you know if if you're out there kind of scratching your head too and you know it's later in the coronavirus you know time frame if you will um but it, get your marketing agency on the phone get whoever's doing your marketing get them on the phone ask them what you're buying what you're paying for ask them how it's working what their opinions are what else they have that could be benefiting you um i don't care even if you're doing business with fine law or, uh, uh, you know, whoever is your scorpion, get them on the phone, find out what your metrics are, learn a little bit, take a little bit of time. Y'all pass the bar. It, seriously, it's not that hard to figure out a couple of things that you could be doing during the pandemic. And oh, by the way, it wasn't just March, April, May, June, that was totally sideways. Um, we have now shifted a lot of practice areas that would have been busier during that time frame. That That has now moved forward. Family law is a great example. Child custody issues, huge right now. But what happens when different parts of the country start actually going back into school? Right? What happens when people start figuring out, damn, I lost half of my summer uh, with my kids or what, whatever the issue is there. Uh, they're going to start litigating some of that or at least wanting to litigate some of that. So you need to be prepared to be in a position to pick up that new client. And right. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I did a I did a live webinar with uh, I'm sure you're in his group too. Is Andy Stickle of uh, Social yeah. Firestarter? Yeah. So we did a live webinar. And we're talking about this, and I will I I've said this on on probably two podcasts so far, but I will never forget. And and don't feel bad because I don't even know who you are. Like whatever. Like the person who asked, um, I'm an estate planning attorney. How do I continue to get new clients right now without preying on people's fears? And this was at like the very start of coronavirus. And we're like, me and Andy are, are like, we were like clawing each other to like, get, we're like, get out of the way. I can handle this. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not preying on people's fears. You're not, you're supposed to be helping people, right? People need help, right? We're going to go back. We're going to send kids back to school. We're eventually, you know, the government's going to tell us we have to, or, or, or we're maybe we're not, you know? And, and these family lawyers are going to have to get involved. And these are, in, these are unfortunate circumstances, but you are helping people. You are helping people. If you're not there to help them, they have nowhere else to go. They can't do it by themselves, you know? So That's right. And you're, and you're there in a community, which is why local SEO makes even more sense than it ever has. Not to draw it back into local SEO, but, you know, you're, you're not getting, you know, the people that, need, people that need your help, most of you as an attorney, are, they live, work, eat, sleep, and breathe within 15 miles. Right? Most, not all, most of them. And so spend a little bit of time cementing your, your community reputation. Spend a little time on social media. Spend, I mean, it's, it's just, it, the fundamentals are what you really, you know, it's just like sports, right? You know, the fundamentals are what you practice right now. If you're, you know, you're in the off season. It's the off season. I was just going to say that. It's the off season. Practice the fundamentals. You know, the other thing too, that because we've talked a lot about content. And the other thing that never gets talked about, right? I don't know what the numbers would be. It's probably, I would guess 30 to 40% of all law firms that have been in business longer than 10 years, somewhere in there, I would guess, probably have had text on their website written five to 10 years ago by some vendor somewhere that is probably very similar to most of the other websites out there on the earth. So if you're not going to write blogs, take a look at your website content. It may be easier and easier place for you to start um, because you're, you know, you're in like a, a, 
page of practice area specifics and there's maybe some case law cited and that sort of thing. So it may be a little more digestible for you to start on your website content. Maybe some of you have written it before. Change it. Don't be afraid. Add to it. Make it receive. Here's the thing about, you know, we, man, I could go on and on, right? We talked about SEO before the, the call started. You know, of all the signals we're getting from Google and us as SEOs are getting, and they're just that, they're smoke signals, believe me. Uh, or it's, it's all about, the future is all about machine learning. So make your text more readable to the human so that the machine that's designed to think and read like a human can pick up on what your, what text is on your site and know what to rank you for, you know? So that's the kind of thing you should be doing right now. And if hopefully you did it in April when it was really slow. And I hope that everybody's, you know, busy right now. That's my goal is for everybody out there to be busy. But So, I mean, it's getting late in the year, right? But maybe, maybe what I'm going for here is um, that I want to sort of talk about what, what we kind of think could be the trend for the rest of 2020 going into 2021, right? Um, is there anything that you've noticed besides, besides like the normal, like putting content out, right? Is there anything that you've noticed as like a, like a marketing trend for your customers or for, for our specific industry that, um, that you think really could like catch on, catch fire? Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's, it's some shape and form of video marketing, doing what you and I are doing so much more effective than or uh, effective than it was a couple of years ago, or even a year ago, right? It's more acceptable for you to be in a collared shirt and me in a t-shirt. If we'd have done this a year and a half ago or a year ago, we'd both be in shirt, shirt and ties the whole nine, right? And what that allows you to do is more easily communicate with the client base. So you could, you know, hop on a video Zoom call. Don't just get on the phone with your clients. Hop on a video Zoom call. Better yet, go on Facebook and learn how to go live. If you do go to Google right now and type in going live on Facebook, there's a step-by-step -step tutorial going live on Facebook from your phone. Um, try to grow your audience on Facebook, but what's, I, you know, to be able to maximize that. But I think utilizing from a marketing perspective, video and video messaging, even long form like this, I think this was a watershed moment to the to break down the barrier to that for most people because they're willing to look at it, listen to it, and absorb it. Before it was like, oh, you know, I got to do a YouTube three-minute YouTube video on some legal top, no, no, you know, topic. No, talk to your consumers. If you're in a consumer-facing practice area, speak to those people. Get on there and talk. I gotta say, I did not expect you to say that at all. Um, you know, I was definitely, obviously, like I asked this question, like it's a loaded question. I'm, I'm interested to hear your response because like, I'm just having fun on this podcast right now. I'm not going to lie, but so, so, you know, Robert Gruler, right? Yeah. Robert Gruler is an attorney. He's just, he's an attorney. You know what I mean? Like you and I make a, make a vocation of, of marketing, right? Like you have your, your, your agency. I'm an in-house here at, at my company. And, uh, to me, Robert's story is so cool because like he's, he's sort of the essence of like what we want to sort of create like a Frankenstein's monster. When, when you and I like meet an attorney, we're like, we, we want to make you into this guy. So Robert, for anybody who didn't watch the last episode, go watch the last episode. But he's a guy who a couple of years ago just decided like I'm going to create a bunch of videos for my law firm and, uh, and put them out there and talk about stuff about helping people. And, and what did it do? people watch the videos. This is years ago too. And, and we're seeing the trend go towards this happening right now. 
But this years ago, he was getting calls for people that wanted answers to like the spe- very specific questions that he was answering. So like he's in Arizona, he's in like Scottsdale, Arizona, and he would put out what, I mean, and this was like a novelty idea back in the day, but what to do if you got pulled over in Scottsdale, Arizona, and you know, your BAC was just above the legal limit at 11:32 PM at night. And the cop that pulled you over, you know, he didn't take your thing right away. And he made it this crazy specific thing. Right. And if that thing happened to you and you typed it and this guy is telling you all about what he would do if he was in your shoes and he knows about it, right? Like he knows the, you're going to call that guy, right? And he made, he made tons of videos, but we were talking about like, you know, like two years ago, uh, he had the, the video, his, his shirt is all like loose and, and his top button is messed up and his lapel mic is like showing the wire over here and he painted the wall blue. I watched the video, Robert, if you're watching this, it was great. I loved it. And it was very, it was very appropriate for like the 2016. I watched my own too. I I just want to tell you, I had my hair like slicked back crazy and I wore a full suit, a tie. I don't wear suits. This is what I wear on a normal basis. I wear polos. I wear plain t-shirts to work, like what you're wearing. I'll wear a giants t-shirt, go giants. Come on, man. Um, and like, and I was talking to Andy about this too, is nobody really cares what you're wearing. Nobody cares that your suit is $10,000. In fact, that's a little out of touch. If, if I'm being honest, like no one really cares. Like I, I got this at Kohl's, man. Let's be real. Um, the, the most important part is the, is the essence and the, and the actual content of what you're saying, providing value, right? And also it's complete sincerity. Like you're a passionate guy. I'm a passionate guy. We can talk about this stuff for hours, but that's what, that's what you need to put across. Like if you're going to get behind a video camera, you don't need to worry about what you look like. You don't need to worry. The one thing is the sound, right? Like I, I suggest getting into like the microphone. We were just talking about this too. Um, but like, you don't sound bad. You know what I mean? Like you're not. No, you could do it from your phone. That's the thing. And, and it, it, see, I, I think it, think of it like this before COVID there was, what's my hair look like? What's my makeup? If you're a woman, what, you know, am I clean shaven? Do I I put makeup on? I'm, I'm, I'll tell you straight up. I have had makeup on in a video in the past. You got to go with the no shine. It's no shine. You can't, that's that's what I had. That's it. No shine. So, uh, (laughs) but any case there, there's just less of a barrier to entry than it used to be. I mean, you've got, everybody's got a smartphone now and it's just, it's all right there. And it's able you're able to, it's not that, it's not just that you're able to, to perform it easier, mean, meaning make the videos uh, easier than you ever before. It's that people are starting to consume it differently than they used to. Like you've got someone that, that's still working from home at 1130 in the morning, um, just browsing Facebook and you can be there it, because they're at home. Like no one's shutting down the access to Facebook during work hours. Like think of all those patterns that have shifted, right? All those patterns that have shifted when, you know, it used to be the, you know, the, the online time for people looking for legal services tended to be in the morning. Pamela was at night. PI was at night, that kind of thing. It's all changed. Like it's 11 AM. So like, like we, as an example, the Google partner thing will come into play here, but so we've got AdWords campaigns and sometimes it's necessary to, to make the campaign run effectively is to narrow the amount of time per day it's running. Right. For, you know, so you don't spend overspend a budget or spend through a budget rather but we had to go through change all of that because we, because the time at which people are on day has complete or the time of day at which people are online has completely shifted. Um, 
and so so just creating video there's just more of a window now for it to be there's more acceptance there's more of a window for it to be consumed um if it's if it's outside your comfort zone you know uh, I, I can't help you with that have have a husband or wife work with you on it and you know you can help them with that you can make them more comfortable i know i could i know you could i believe in but, you i know but so I'm going to bring us back into the video by saying, yeah, I messed up. And we had to cut a lot of that out. And that's why this is an awkward transition. But um, so I want to, I want to ask you. um, And then I kind of want to talk to you more about your company, but so just, just in general, right. There's, there's a ton of agencies out there. A lot of marketing companies that attorneys can choose from. Maybe they specialize in, 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 in marketing for lawyers. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just a marketing agency, right? But when, when attorneys are reaching out to these agencies, a lot of them don't know what they should be looking for, right? Like what are, what are the red flags? What are the good things? What, what sort of price should they be looking for? Um, so sort of because you're, you're involved in this a lot, what's the, what's the right, what are the right questions that lawyers should be asking agencies when they try to find the best choice for their firm and, and, uh, and, and how do, how, how do they sort of gauge like, like, how do you, how do you weed through the BS? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Thank you. No, don't <laughs> so here's the deal. If you, um, so you want to listen first before you start asking questions, listen, if you hear things like for $99 a month, I'll get you to the top of Google run the other direction as fast as you can. Do not ever sign up with that company ever. Don't be tempted. They'll demonstrate 15 different clients they've done work for. Do not ever sign up for that company ever. Walk. Don't listen to it. Um, if they start talking about um, guaranteeing you first placement or putting you up on first the first page of Google and they're super expensive, walk from that too. Nobody can guarantee you placement. Nobody. Um, if, uh, if they're talking, if you're talking about social media marketing and they want an 80%, um, I'm not going to mention names here, but if they want an 80% management fee to manage ads on Facebook, walk away from that. So you want to listen to people who sound like they've got, it's just like any other sales pitch, right? You, you, you don't want a sales pitch. What you, what you want is somebody who will ask you questions like, tell me about your law firm. Where do you, tell me about where you practice. What makes, what makes the location of which you practice different than, than anybody else? What sets you apart from your competitor? Um, how long have you been involved in web marketing? Who built this website? Well, actually, they should probably know that. But, uh, but, but you, you want somebody who asks you questions in a consultative way so that you know that they're really thinking about your best interests when they're going to put something together proposal-wise than the opposite. So in terms of asking them questions, it really boils down to references. Um, and sometimes Google my business and, you know, I mean, we've got five-star reviews on Google my business all day. I think we have actually the five-star review, but I would never point someone there. You, you want, you want to ask for actual references and you want to get them on the phone. You want to talk to them and you can tell if they're pre-rehearsed or not. I would ask for them in your geography. Um, I would go to the Google my business for the marketing company and ask for somebody who's not on that list because that's a prep list. So just be, just be wary. Um, it, 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 you know, it, it, it's a tough question to answer because, you know, I've seen, I have, I know firsthand companies that have really slick salespeople that actually do really good work, but they're, they are fewer and far between. So if somebody's promising to the world run, 
I do, I got to admit, I do like talking to slick salespeople only because I don't, I don't know. It sort of turns me off when I feel like somebody's people pleasing me. So I kind of want like a salesman who's going to like give me the back and forth a little bit, but that's, that's my personal preference. And like, I want to, I want to like lively conversation about a company and at, at a place where it seems like it's a good place to work and they have a good product to sell. Well, um, I mean, so I, I would challenge them, right? And, and it doesn't have to be a law firm specific marketing company, although obviously that would be my preference is to, and because there's plenty of us out there. If you don't like uh, me and the four others that look like me, there's four others that look something different and do different things. And that's fine. That's totally cool. The, 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 the thing about law firm specific agencies is there are certain things about marketing a law firm that are very, 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 very different than any other type of business. And it's not the old, well, it's compliance with the bar. And well, yeah, that's true. There's some, that's not what it is. It's really understanding how lawyers make money. And folks who um, don't have a tremendous amount of experience helping law firms market themselves don't really understand how they make money. And then within that, how does a criminal defense attorney make money uh, differently than a divorce attorney, differently than a PI attorney? And so you really need someone who understands that. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of salespeople are out there. I mean, let's face it, our industry is 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 one that's preyed on, right? But law, law firms are preyed on. They they are, they get hit up by everybody, and um, and even nationally known companies prey on lawyers. I, you know, I don't want to name names, but one of them starts with that. But uh, uh, but anyway, you, you know, you you so you you it's tough. You got to be careful. Ask a lot of questions. Ask them what separates them from their competition. Um, you know, the, the one direction I don't always agree with going is ask them how many other clients they're doing, performing SEO services for in the market. Um, and I'm kind of torn on that. It depends on, you know, sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, like, and I'll defend Scorpion here. There's a large agency called Scorpion. Um, and they, they grew a lot, like, I don't know, five to six, seven years ago. And they came in, um, for instance, they came in locally here where they had like one client and all of a sudden they had 50 because they hired a bunch of salespeople and they started doing a bunch of cold calling and one thing leads to another and you pick up clients and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, here's the drill, you know, um, unless they're using the exact same writer to write your site, which would be unlikely, and they're using the exact same person to build your SEO program, which would be unlikely, um, then, then, yeah, I think there's a conflict, but you know, the, the, what I'm trying to say is either work with somebody local that has some experience with law firms or find a law firm specific agency that has experience in law and, and start there and then find out, you know, read reviews, ask for, ask for referrals. I, I find it funny that we see so eye to eye on things. Cause when you brought up Scorpion, I was like, Oh no, he's going to shit on Scorpion. Cause I, <laughs> I, I think they do good work. And, and obviously like I've been around for like six, seven years at this point, And, uh, I saw the rise of Scorpion, like you're saying. So I know that what you're saying is true. It was like a phoenix. It was like a giant aircraft carrier coming out of the sea. And I mean, it was massive, their growth. You know, I remember 10 years ago seeing a Scorpion site. I was in Dallas, Texas. I pulled up this website. I saw the Scorpion site. And I go, oh my God, how am I ever going to, like, how could we ever compete with, I mean, this is just gorgeous. It was, it was beautiful. Um, and you know, some would argue some quality has gone down, whatever. I'm not here to crap on Scorpion. Here's the deal. They do, they do do a good job for a lot of people and there are certainly worse places to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
And, and especially for somebody who, like, if that's a name that you just hear and you're like, okay, fine, like, I'll call Scorpion. They're just a trusted name. And, and you're one of those people that likes to do that. Like, it kind of paid off for you um, if you did it, like, in the last couple of years. I, I haven't followed them recently, but there are a ton of good people that work there. And I, I just want to go back to what you were saying about somebody who understands the business because, like, for, for marketing, I, I understand, like, you need to know how, the, how they make money. And, and that's sort of like how we built our business, right? Is we understand how law practices are managed so that when we call them and we, and we offer to answer their phones, right? We understand how their phones need to be answered. Like we don't need to ask them like, oh, what do you do when this happens? We go, no, this is what needs to happen, right? And they say, yes. That's, and, I love that. And, and, or like there's two ways, which way do you do it? And they say, oh, like this. So if the person already understands like sort of the day-to-day, like what you're saying, like how you run your business, they obviously are going to know sort of like the message that you need to get across, right? And, and for me, the, the best thing that I can tell my prospective client is, is exactly how their customer finds them, hires them, pays them, right? Because that's what they care about, right? Like you're talking about how they make money. I, if I understand how their customer finds them and what they're looking for, and, and I understand and I can, I can sort of like commiserate with them, commiserate is a, is a tough word, Nick, um, sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you know what I mean? Like if, if I understand the ins and outs of what makes their consumer tick, they're going to have confidence in me to go get that, cons- that, that, that consumer. That's it. You know? Um, so, I mean, we, we've been here for like an hour and five minutes now, but I, I love procedural legal marketing. I think you guys do a great job. Jay, your, your cartoons that you share in the group are so corny, dude, but they dude, still Jay, make me laugh. Jay is the man. You know what he tells me? <laughs> he goes, you're not funny. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not, I am funny. Come on. I take you're it funny. first. I do this. You're not funny. Just stop. I'm funny. You're not funny. And I go, okay, Jay, you just, dude, his cartoons are classic. His cartoons are classic. And I have, I have one recommendation. I forget what it's called. It's called, I know the name of it. It's called Marketoonist. Have you ever seen this? Yes. Okay. For anybody that wants like really great corny marketing, if you're watching this and you're like a marketing person and not a lawyer, go check out Marketoonist. They just will make you go, like they won't make you laugh out loud, but you're like, oh man, like I've done that. But, um, like I said, I, I love precision legal marketing. So I want to, I want to talk about like, give me your elevator pitch, man. Like how, do, how does, how does somebody get in touch with you? Where should they go? What are you offering? Like, give me your spiel. I mean, so I'm, I've been told by my partner and Jay that I'm really bad at my elevator pitch. Like I need to work on it. Um, Let's practice. Isn't that terrible? That's so terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the deal. If you're listening to this to right now, if you're listening to this right now, anything I have said or Nick has said has resonated with you and you want to get a hold of me, I want you to call my cell phone, 757-561-6811. You call my cell phone or you text me and you and I can speak. And even if I got to pass you off to Jay who handles all of our sales, but you and I can talk, we will find out about you and what makes you tick and what you need marketing wise because every situation is different. And then Jay and I can chat and we can get you some pricing and that sort of thing. But everything A to Z we do, I mean, we've done everything from billboards to uh, arable commercials all the way down to websites, SEO, pay-per-click, 
um, and, and local SEO and, and you name it. We, we've touched everything. We're not really great at everything or we price competitive at everything, but I would say websites, SEO, PPC, video, social media marketing, that's kind of in our wheelhouse. So if anything we've said sounds interesting or you just want to talk about fine law or Scorpion and if maybe you're a client of theirs and maybe you're not dissatisfied, but you're wondering what you got, give me a call. We can talk about it and I'll give you the good, bad and ugly. I think we're pretty good at that. So I, I love to hear that sort of thing because it's like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know that I want to leave my, co- my company, but like, uh, you know, what were you saying about Avo? Like, I would love to talk to that guy about, and, and I watch these podcasts and like, sometimes you watch these, these things and you're like, oh, I can't ask that guy just about that one thing that he said. And like, I just think that's so cool. Like, no, you, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, our, we're either, well, either in your group or my group, Legal Marketing Straight Talk, um, call my cell phone. Let's have a chat. You want to talk about Avo? I'll tell you about my experiences with many accounts. You know, there's a, something we do where we um, are able to be the chief marketing officer of a law firm. So we handle the entire marketing budget, A to Z, dedicated account. Per, like it's, it's very white glove. And because of that, we end up, as marketing of uh, the agency of record, we end up with these vendor relationships, but not only the relationships, but with the output of it. So we know conversion metrics of Avo, conversion metrics of Justia. We know who's doing what, why super lawyers I mean, honestly, if you've got 500 bucks a month to spend right now on anything right now, uh, either do something on Facebook or do something on, on superlawyers.com. It's just that simple. So, I mean, if you're sitting out there wondering, you know, you got a little bit of money and you want to you, you delve deeper into marketing, there's places to go. We know where you should go. Or there's well-paved roads to it. And we can give you the good and the bad and the ugly. And just based off speaking with you and getting to know you a little bit, it's kind of advise you on maybe some things you should think about doing. So that's us. That's me. I love it. Thank you. I'm copying down your cell phone. I'm going to text you. Yeah. Um, you I'm think I'm joking? I, I'm I will text you. Happily married ladies. I'm, don't come text on. I'm, yeah. 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 Don't. Yeah. Come on. I'm married too. Don't worry. I'm, I'm we'll, we'll have an extra marital thing outside <laughs> of the, of the podcast, but uh, Steven, I want to thank you seriously so much. This was a ton of fun. 